thing? <laughs> what? I throw out these gems and I get nothing. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. Hi, GR Dad. How's it going tonight? It's fine. Excellent, it's excellent. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just recorded the murder par- podcast, and so now we're all like giddy with relief to not be talking about deep dark things murder indeed uh yeah cocktail of the week is the south side which i may have done as a cocktail of the week before south side south side it's uh gin mint lemon and sugar do you know which side south side of which city it's based on i mean probably new york but i don't know could be chicago there's a south side of chicago there is Chicago was they had a lot of drinking in Chicago. <laughs> I mean that's certainly true. Yeah. Uh no, I don't know. So okay. um but it's a really good refreshing cocktail and it's mint season. We just planted some new mint in the yard today because my previous mint patch is still producing, but not in the quantities as before. I would recommend mint. It's like an herb. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing. Like it's a you know contributor yep but also grows like a weed it grows so much you put like one little sprig and it it turns into a you know huge patch in a month yeah if you're gonna put it in your garden then you should plan for your whole garden to be mint yeah i put it in um you know oak barrels bourbon barrels that's a good way to do it i had a chocolate mint plant for a long time in a bourbon barrel it smells just like chocolate mint i had no idea what to use it for ever i tried making ice cream it it wasn't smelled like girl scout cookies it totally did it's the coolest thing yeah that was cool um but unfortunately i never knew what to do with it so we just have regular spearmint but if you just grab a leaf and grind it between your hands it like smells like mint it's delish yeah we got a, a whole bunch of i was like i need to get more mint and then what that always means when jen goes shopping for plants is that we buy a whole bunch of plants so <laughs> i also got sage and oregano which i had had and they both died i mean after like 10 years they lived for a long time you got basil and then basil basil That's, every summer you have to plant more of that and that does much better like in the ground than in a container yeah so. oh it's a bit now we have to keep Venk out of the garden because she loves to go through the fence. Yeah. Like, like She's busted the fence in just, a bunch of places. You know, weasels her way through the fence, th- breaking it in the process, and then, like, messes around. I don't know what she does in there. I don't either. But, uh, yeah. She l- thinks it's interesting. <laughs> but this planting this today meant that I finally had to clean up the garden from the winter because it had just been, like, growing wild. And so I, like, we have a gooseberry plant, which I had totally forgotten about. Yeah. It was hidden. There's some gooseberries on it. Oh, great. So, the feel, purple ones. Yep. Feel free to pick one and eat it if you'd like. I like gooseberries. Um, but, yeah, I used to, like, do these big, beautiful gardens, and it was, like, Honestly, I didn't even like all that much of the stuff that I grew in it. Strawberries liked. Yeah. Strawberries. I had one year where I was just getting pounds of strawberries a day, and then the strawberry plants kind of died. So we have raspberries, and last year all my raspberries had little worms in them, so I didn't eat them. <laughs> we have blueberries, which I think are much more worm-resistant, and they're getting ready to be ready. And gooseberries. Now we've got the herbs in there, and I'm going to plant loofah this year. <laughs> Because loofah, like the sponges, you think it's like a sponge, but it's not. I think it's like an underwater sponge, yes. No, so like loofah is like a zucchini. It grows like a squash, like a zucchini or a cucumber. It climbs, and it makes a little squash, and you let it dry on the vine, and then basically you just kind of slough off the skins. Get And the inside is that fibery part that you use for a sponge, and you cut it into chunks, and that's your sponge. I'm so excited. I just swore those were like undersea sponges yeah no it's a plant it's just like growing a zucchini ridiculous i know so uh so that's gonna be this year's new Mm. garden experiment is lupus Mm. the seeds are coming tomorrow so i'm gonna probably plant it monday night or tuesday hard part about having a garden at least around here is weeds so you gotta like actually weed around for sure the herbs and the strawberries and stuff because there's like stuff that'll grow you know, a half a foot in two days, it seems like, and we'll just yeah. choke out everything. Yeah. The the thing about my efforts today, because I did some other kind of landscaping and stuff, is that all the mulberry trees, which are literal weed trees that grow around yeah. here that have planted themselves in random spots, I like had a shovel and I actually dug them out because if you cut them off, then they just like sprout a new branch and grow back. They get stronger. So, uh, so those are all taken care yeah, of. Yeah. The, pro- the problem here is also we have lots of birds who eat blueberries. 
and strawberries, and then we have snails that eat strawberries. Yeah. May eat blueberries. I don't know. And my and pear then, tree has tons of pears now, but the squirrels always get those. So I'm trying to figure out how to protect it. You can put nets over the tree, which I did one year, and then a bunch of birds died in the net. It was terrible. So yeah. I don't know what to do. Glass um, jars, maybe. Now we have enough, and there weren't that many pears that year. This year, at least, seems like so many pears that maybe the squirrels will get sick and you know leave some. I don't know, and it's like it's a day that there's like oh, there's all these or the apple trees. They're like, ripe. There's so many. They're gone. <laughs> it's not even that they're ripe, right? They're like halfway to ripe, and then the next day there's zero. It's terrible. So the squirrels so. have a party and just go like crazy, raiding the trees. Anyway, thanks for listening to In Defense of Plants, the podcast about plants. No. What, wait, what's not. wrong with this? This is perfectly fine. I don't think you understand the digression usually on this podcast. <laughs> this is not your murder podcast. You can't control me. No, no. Apparently it's not a dog podcast. It's a plant podcast this week. The bank goes in there. Connection established. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Dog fair enough. in picture. If you do like plants, though, In Defense of Plants is a good podcast. Yes. Um, right. Let's see. Dog updates. All right. So we are recording on Saturday because we, GR Mom and GR Dad, are about to enter like a two-week period, again, another two-week period where we basically don't get to see each other. Uh, I'm going out of town and then GR Dad's parents are coming in town and we're not going to be around much. So we're recording this on Saturday, but Tuesday is Riley's visit to the internist. And her third attempt to get her freaking tooth pulled. His. His. Yeah. Third attempt to get. They're not going to try to pull his tooth. They're going to try to figure out his kidneys. It, I suspect we'll end up at a specialist to get his tooth pulled get eventually. Tooth pulled. I know. I would be great if they are like we could pull that tooth. I would be like 100% do it. But yeah. I don't think they will. I think they'd probably send us to a specialty dentist. And why is that? Because uh, you have to have. If you have kidney problems, it's really dangerous to be under anesthetic. And so if they send us to a specialty dentist, then they'll have an anesthesiologist on hand. I'm sure they have an anesthesiologist there at the clinic that we're going to, but I don't know that they've got a dentist. No, sure. No, no. But that's the difference, right? Normally they pull teeth like locally and it's not a high risk, but with kidney disease, everything is much more risky. Yeah. So we're going to do a little podcast magic this week. We're recording on Saturday, but I, GR Mom, am going to give you a solo update on Riley's visit. So I'm going to do that right now. Hi everyone, this is just GR Mom on Tuesday with the Riley Vet update. Uh, We were at the vet for like four hours today. They did an ultrasound and a whole bunch of other tests uh, to try to figure out what's up with his kidneys. So we're seeing the same doctor who was treating Schmieg when she had her aortic thromboembolism and then her cancer. Uh, So the vet is great. I had neglected to tell her that Schmieg was no longer with us and so she asked me how Maggie was doing when I went in and of course I immediately started crying um but anyway she's smart and wonderful and uh so we went in to talk with her about Riley and she said well you know based on the numbers you know here's the stuff that could cause kidney failure and I don't think it's cancer I don't think it's a congenital problem I don't think it's this and this and this she's like what it really looks exactly like is a thing called Lyme nephritis. So uh, Lyme, like Lyme disease, which Riley had before he came to us. And then uh, nephritis is basically the kidney failure. So it's kidney failure that happens from Lyme disease. And I am not a vet. And so the understanding that I have from what she told me is basically that uh, they get Lyme disease, which is an organism, and the body produces antibodies to fight off the organism. Those can kind of clog up in the filtering part of the kidneys and then the immune system starts reacting against that and it can cause kidney damage. And so uh, that's what she thinks this is. They did an ultrasound. Everything sort of points to this being Lyme nephritis. Um, The real definitive test is to do a biopsy, but the biopsy is super dangerous and they don't know if that's because of the anesthetic, which we know is dangerous for dogs with kidney disease or if it's the process, but there can be dogs who are kind of doing okay. And then you do the biopsy and then they get really sick and die quickly. So it seems like we're probably not going to do that. We're just going to treat this as though it is Lyme nephritis, which seems to be the best guess. Unfortunately, Lyme nephritis is not a good diagnosis. Uh, So I kind of asked her, you know, what's the prognosis if that's what this is? And she just kind of made a face at me and was like, not good. And uh, so I did some Googling in the time I was waiting and it looks like four to six months 
Like, it's basically a fatal condition. Uh, I found one study, you know, there's a couple articles that are like, hey, here's this one dog that didn't die from Lyme nephritis. And so that kind of tells you how bad it is. Um, most most of the time when dogs get diagnosed with this, it's because they're really sick, like they've stopped eating, uh, they're showing all sorts of symptoms. And Riley kind of isn't. We found this sort of accidentally with a blood test. And so he may have a better prognosis, but even like the dogs that they catch it early on, um, one article I was reading was like, yeah, they have a really good survival rate. The median number of days is 400 that they survive. So, you know, a year and a couple months. So is not unfortunately uh, a great diagnosis for him. So, uh, yeah, it's really sad. It seems like if this is what it is, even if we do this stuff, he maybe has a year to live. And, uh, you know, maybe it's more a matter of months. So the treatment that we're doing now is that we first start him on, we keep him on the kidney food and, and all of that sort of stuff that we've been doing. And then we put him on um, an anticoagulant, basically an anti-clotting drug, which we happen to have left over from treating Schmieg. So he's gonna be on Plavix like she was. Uh, and then you also do a month long course of antibiotics because eventually the treatment is immunosuppressive therapy. And so you wanna make sure that there's no infections left uh, before you start suppressing their immune system. So we now have um, Plavix and an antibiotic that he's going to be on for a month, and then we'll recheck him. Uh, And then they may do a couple other tests, but it looks like we're kind of holding in this pattern for a while and are just kind of sort of going to see what happens. And then if things go okay uh, with the antibiotic, then we probably will start on the immune suppressive stuff in a month and see what happens. So even with that, uh, the prognosis is not good with Lyme nephritis. Like you can't cure it. You can't reverse the kidney damage. Like once the kidneys are damaged, that's it. Like they're damaged. Uh, and this seems to be progressive and pretty much all the dogs who get this die of kidney failure in a relatively short amount of time. Uh, so We'll see. Maybe he'll be one of those dogs that they're writing an article about. I have kept dogs alive for a lot longer than people thought. When I was in today talking to the techs, they uh, they were asking about Maggie, and I was like, yeah, you know, she made it a couple weeks after we found the hemangiosarcoma, but she died at the beginning of April. And they're like, man, you kept that dog alive for a long time. Like, and, and tons of vets have said that to me when they're like, oh, she had an aortic thromboembolism. And I was like, yeah, she lived whatever, like nine months. They're just shocked that she actually lived that long because most dogs, you know, live a few weeks, maybe a month with that. So we kept her alive for a really long time. Uh, Hopefully with our love and affection and treatment, we can keep Riley alive for a long time. Uh, And certainly like he's not on the brink of death right now. He's not showing any of the serious symptoms. So Things that we want to keep an eye on is if he stops eating, he doesn't have a great appetite now, but uh, I guess when they get really sick, they just don't want to eat anything. And uh, vomiting is another sign of that. And he vomits on occasion, um, but not like every day. So we're just going to keep an eye on it. And uh, that's the situation. So unfortunately, nothing great to share there. Um, But anyway, there's the update. So uh, I'm going to edit this into the rest of the podcast that we recorded over the weekend and probably put it out a couple days early. So you'll probably get it today on Tuesday, just because I know people will want the updates. So sorry that there's no good news, but there you go. And we're back. So that was GR Mom's update. I don't know what it's going to be because we're back to Saturday now (laughs) where we're recording. But um, so that was the Riley update. And everybody else is doing pretty fine. No issues. Queso is all healed up from her surgery. She's not puffy anymore. She's just living her best life still. Good yep. job, Queso. Everybody missed us while we were gone. Gia Dad was gone for five days. I was gone for ten. And uh, yeah, together we were gone for five. We were both gone for five days because of your raise. Yeah. And then yeah, all together you were gone for ten. Oh, it was such a long time. And on the, I mean, the last day. So Thursday, last Thursday when I came home, is that right? Thursday, yeah. yeah. Uh, you almost didn't. I almost didn't because there was like all these thunderstorms, and I knew my flight was gonna get canceled or be like seriously delayed, and I was exhausted. Like that 
running that far takes a lot out of you for quite a long time, like much more than a marathon. And I was like floating through these days, like I was trying so hard to focus. And I was like, barely keeping my eyes focused. (laughs) And uh, I was like, I just need to get home. I just need to get home. This flight is going to be super delayed. And so I have a logistics person who helps when I'm on these work trips. And so she got me on the train. And then they tried to drop me off at the Newark airport trains, like Amtrak station, but you can't just get dropped off there. You have to go into the airport and take the little airport tram to the train station. I mean, my train was supposed to pick me up at 6.42, and it's like 6.35 when we figured out we had to go to the airport. And so I'm like trying to run through the airport, but I had to wear flip-flops because my toes are still screwed up from the race, getting on this tram, and it's stopping everywhere. And so at 6.41, I walked down the escalator to the platform where the train was picking me up. I made the train. I thought there was no way I was going to make it. And I made it. And it's so much better than planes, right? If you if you cut it that close with a plane, they slam the door in your face. That door has been closed. Sorry, yeah. the plane leaves at 640. You have to be here by 610. Yep. Uh, I've missed flights like that before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I was when I was trying to work those logistics, and I'm a very good logistics person, like, I like them, and I was just, like, I was talking to my logistics person. I'm like, I have exceeded my emotional capacity. I'm like, I just want to cry. Like, Aww. all I want to do is get home. Yeah. And I was like, I'll rent a car. I'll drive home, except all the car rental places closed at 6, and I was supposed to be on site until 6. And so, anyway, it all worked out. Just from Jersey to D.C. Yeah. Yeah, from, so tr- uh, from Newark, was, basically. Driving was a non-ridiculous option. Not when I was, like, stuck in Greensboro, and I was like, I'm just going to drive home. It's five hours and 45 minutes. It <coughs> almost would have been better. I know. I mean, you you did end up making the right choice. You got home before I know. from the plane, but, yeah, those was, long delays are frustrating. It just seems like you have more control when you're driving, and, you know, you don't get yeah. stuck. And my flight from Newark to D.C. did not get canceled, but it departed four minutes before... I got off the train and your dad picked me up. Yeah. So I made the right choice. I got home several hours faster. And, and, I, and who knows if it had, would have been circling around D.C. later. I mean, no, that's there's true. all sorts of potential. Terrible. No. So anyway, everybody missed us, though. Frankly, they weren't that excited when I came they home. They missed They you. missed me, but they missed me about the same amount that they missed me when I go to work for two hours and come well, home. Well, they don't know time. No, and you had been here, right? If yeah. we had come home together from vacation, I would have got a bigger yeah. welcome. But yeah. Vink did her moon thing. I mean, that's pretty... That was that didn't happen for ten days. That's true. But she did the moon thing when we came home from dinner tonight, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want from them. Yeah. So anyway, this leads us into what we thought we would talk about this week, which is sometimes the messes that we have to clean up after the girls. Yeah. Because we had our wonderful dog sitters here, and uh, she was like, uh, one of the dogs had an accident on the rug, and it smelled so bad that I put the rug outside. And she didn't know we have the ruggables now that where the top comes off and you can just wash it. So she took the the whole thing out, which involves moving a lot of furniture, and put that outside. It's a big rug. What is it? Eight by ten? Uh, no, it's the next size. Oh, maybe it's eight by ten. Six by nine. No, know. no, it's bigger than that. Yeah, really? it's real big. Um, ten by twelve. Yeah. So she put that outside, and. Uh, which was fine. And we have, when we did the giveaway with Ruggable, they sent us a floor, one of their like new floral collection rugs, which is the one that you see on the snaps with the red flowers on it. And so we actually had a spare like base layer and top rug that we could put down. Um, so it's great to have those. But we thought we would talk about just the general process of like equipment and cleanup because we don't talk about the dogs having accidents all that much. We try to keep it less scatological yes (laughs) but um yeah vink sometimes just doesn't feel like peeing outside especially if the grass is wet (sighs) she may forget i mean she's so dinky yeah she sometimes she just does forget but sometimes it's like it's we're going to bed yeah. It's 11 30, 12 o'clock, and we're like, Vink, go out. And she's like, the grass is wet. I don't want to stand in the grass. All the other dogs go out. Yeah. She... Even if she goes out, she just stands on the porch and just looks around and sniffs. Especially for you. Like, for me, I'll be like, Vink, go out. And she kind of understands, like, it means business when I say it. Yeah. But with Jared Dad, she's like, mm, I think I can get away with not doing it. <laughs> and so there's a lot of times where Jared Dad will let her out, like, three times in a row, like, every 15 minutes. And she just goes and stands. And then he's like, all right, it's time for you to go do it. <laughs> and then I'm like, Vink, go out. And then she, like, goes out and does all of her business. 
Like, <laughs> it's like a different world, a different dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm the bad cop. I don't think she feels intimidated into doing it when you do it. She just knows that she has to, that I'm going to push her into the grass and make her do it. Somehow it's a different agenda with you, yeah. Yeah, but she will be on the carpet sometimes. And we don't know if she's the one who did it here because, like, Riley's having kidney problems. But we've come downstairs in the morning and there's been pee on the carpet, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, she's housebroken. She knows how to hold it and go out. She's so stupid that (laughs) Sometimes she she just doesn't care. And we we don't know that it's always her. So it could be somebody else is having a temporary problem. True. But... I we, think it's. I've seen her. She's done it in front of me before. Has like right. squatted down and peed on the carpet in, the in front of me. Dining room, I think one time. And I was she? like, "What are you doing? Like, I'm standing right here. You know, you're not supposed to do this." She's like, "Noise, noise, noise. You're getting. You're interrupting my peeing." Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely her most of the time. Yeah. Uh, the ruggable has been a big help. I mean, we yeah. have. So uh, for those who don't follow us on all the platforms where he tweeted or posted about it. Um, so Ruggable had been like advertising to me like nonstop on Instagram. And I was tempted because it's basically like it's a base pad, which is sort of like Velcro-y. And waterproof rubber, right? The, the base yeah. pad is, is plastic, waterproof. Totally waterproof. Sturdy rubber. Yeah. yeah. And then the top part is fabric and that's like what the rug actually looks like but it's basically like the thickness of a blanket like it's more durable than that it's a a thin rug really thin yeah and it it goes on top of the pad and they kind of velcro together yeah uh and then and it's water resistant so not a lot will soak through though we could smell pee on the base thing yeah um but so if somebody pees on the rug like it doesn't really soak through it certainly won't soak through to the floor like it does on a regular rug and then you can just peel the velcro top off the yep. base and put it in the washing machine and it's like washing a big blanket and uh and i had seen it and go like oh like that seems like a good idea maybe we should get that i don't know and so i finally like after we got a destroyed another because we've gone rug. through four nice rugs in the living room in the last two three years nice ish right? right i mean like no, eventually it, i gave up and just started buying like you know 150 dollar rugs from amazon which is like pretty nice it's not nothing, right? But right. I, the rug we had before that was like an $800 rug, which was very beautiful and plush and like felt nice to walk on. Pottery barn or restoration hardware or something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that rug got destroyed. And then I was like... By I, Vink. By, th- by Vink. Somebody... I think, I think it could have been Keso. It was a real toxic pee on that rug. Yeah. Keso um, is really good about not going She inside. has like a bladder of steel. Also, yeah. She can do whatever. Um, but anyway, somebody peed on that rug. And so then I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to buy cheap rugs for, you know, because people are having accidents. And the problem is, like, if somebody pees on it and you don't catch it right away and it soaks all the way through, it's really hard to get that out. And we can... We have the the enzyme stuff. We have have the Nature's Miracle. We have the... We got the spot bot. Spot bot. But you have to do the spot bot on like deep soak wash and you have to like put a towel underneath. It has to wash all the way through and it still doesn't quite get everything. But you have to do that right away or else the pee smell just doesn't come out. And I am super sensitive, maybe to smells in general, but especially to the smell of pee where it'll be like a week later. And I'm like, I can all it smells like is pee to me in the house. Yeah. And so it's like, is already peed on the rug and we didn't get it right away and it takes like an hour to get it clean. Uh, then we'd have to throw the rug out and get another rug. And so the ruggable stuff, I was like, yeah, maybe it's worth a try. You know, they're more expensive. They're like $400 for the big size that we need for the living room. But I was like, all right, well, you know, the worst that happens is that I'm out a few hundred dollars more than if I had bought the cheap rug let's try it uh so we bought the one like the blue stripey one and then um you know i had posted about it they you know they didn't sponsor us for that i just posted about it and uh and they were like hey like your dogs are cute why don't we do a giveaway you know your people all seem interested in the rugs and so they're like we'll send you one like pick one that you want and we'll send that to you um and then you know we'll each pick somebody to give one away to and so um, the one with the red flowers on it, they sent us for free when we were doing that giveaway with them. Uh, but they don't sponsor the podcast or anything. They don't give us any money. They just gave us that one rug. And uh, But anyway, what a great thing. It's been so good. And we've washed it probably four times now. Oh, f- at least yeah. four times. Yeah. Uh, that 
and we, we are in an accident heavy phase right now for some reason, but you can, so we have two complete rugs, like two bases and two covers, but you can buy just the covers on the website. And those are quite a bit cheaper than buying the cover with the base. Mm. We just happened to get two bases because they sent us the full rug with the giveaway thing. But if you have two covers, it's great. Cause like, if you have to take one off cause somebody pees on it, you can put that in the wash and then you've got the other one they can put right on. Yeah. I mean, if you have kids, this is probably good too. Yeah. Um, cause they're spill proof and whatever. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Kids pee on stuff too, I guess. There's a period of time in between diapers and yes, it can happen. Yes. One of my high school friends has a bunch of little kids and yeah. she's like, we're taking the carpet out of the bottom room because it's just more kid pee than anything <laughs> else. And I was like, oh dear God, like things I'm glad I don't know as a non-parent. <laughs> I mean, diapers do a good job, but mm. there comes a time when you have to start risking it and that's when it gets interesting. Gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, so you could definitely just have the one cover and as long as you've got a washing machine and you can just like wash it and dry it and you're okay with just having the kind of, you know, black pad down there, it's fine. Uh, for us, it's great to have the two covers. And so we're a big fan of the Ruggables. Yeah. Um, so they're not plush, like they're very flat. Um, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it doesn't have, like it doesn't have the stick up yarn parts like most rugs do it's much it's flat it's much more like a blanket but it doesn't have a weave like a sheet almost it's thicker than that yeah um so it's not super squishy though with the pad like it's perfectly nice to walk on like it doesn't feel like you're walking on the bare floor um but the benefit that comes from that other than obviously you can wash it and put it back on is that the Roomba works really well on it it doesn't like all of our other rugs would capture the dog fur and so like if you put on a pair of like sneakers like rubber soled shoes and like kind of scraped your foot (laughs) along it would like pull up like all these piles of dog fur this doesn't do that because there's no pile to it it's flat and so the problem with like having a Roomba before is that the Roomba would just get like so clogged with all the stuff I killed many Roombas Um, but now the fur doesn't stick to the rug it doesn't get embedded in the rug so there's just kind of fur flowing around in the corners and and wherever but that's better than being embedded in the rug yeah and so i finally got a roomba and it's been a while i used to have one that i used all the time uh and then i killed a bunch of them and they're expensive to kill and yeah. i mean it's cheap to kill them but it's expensive to replace them and so i had just sort of held off but when i got when we got the ruggables and put them in i was like oh the Roomba would work great on this and so i like bought one on ebay that was like brand new except like they had cracked the like little bin and glued it back together and i was like that's fine like it's and it's fine so i got it for like 200 bucks and it speaks french yeah, for some reason it's programmed to speak French so it's like era dieu, which I know means that like the brushes need to be cleaned but I don't really understand a lot of it's the rest docking it says you know turn home I don't, it, it I doesn't don't have know. a French accent it actually speaks French it speaks French it's very <laughs> funny uh, but I know what era two means era huh? dieu. <laughs> uh, it does a great job though like it like I can Normally, I was having to vacuum every day. Yeah. And now with the Roomba, like I can really vacuum twice a week. It gets pretty much everything. It does a very good job. I have to kind of be around like it needs to be emptied three or four times in a cleaning. But it's made my life a lot easier that I can just let that run. So that's a big benefit. How does it interact with a dog? Jasmine, zero fucks about the Roomba. <laughs> Jasmine lays in the middle. Of, she, I think, on purpose lays in the middle of the carpet. She may be a little passive aggressive. So the Roomba, when it comes into contact with a piece of furniture, it basically, like, it, it'll bump into the furniture, and then it'll turn maybe 45 degrees, and then curve back towards Try the furniture. Yeah. yeah, so it kind of makes its way around the furniture, kind of like, zoop, 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 and bump, then... Bump, bump, bump. Yep, and yeah. then if it gets, like, around... If you're at, like, a table, it gets past the edge of the table, it'll keep turning, you know, that kind of 270 degrees around the front and then make its way along the front. So it does that with Jasmine. It runs into Jasmine, and it just keeps, like... It, it's like, bump, oh, I bump, hit her. Bump. All right, I'm going to like curve out a little bit, come back in, boop, bumps Jasmine, curve out a little bit, all the way around her. And she just looks at it super irritated and is like, I'm not moving for you. I was here first. Yeah. Uh, 
I, with previous dog experience, it will suck their tails up. And so I do keep an eye on it when that happens so her tail doesn't get caught in it. Pie's tail got caught in the room once. It was terrible. <laughs> I felt really bad. And she was like, what's going on? Oh, my God. And I was like, hang on, hang on. I had to, like, unroll the brushes, like, take everything <laughs> apart. Because it was just like. All right, that is unfair, yeah. Yeah, so I make sure that doesn't happen, but. Yeah, <laughs> it's very funny. So, so now our like house cleaning, like suite. If you're gonna have five dogs, a recommendation I think would be our current setup, which is you have a regular vacuum, you have a Roomba, you have a ruggable for like the main rug. So if your dog has accidents, you can clean that. And then it's still worth having the Spot Bot, which is our like carpet shampooer yes. that does a does like a six or eight inch. Sometimes some other dog has other accidents. Yeah, I mean, poop accidents can be cleaned up easier that way because they don't soak into the carpet. Um, And so that'll, you know, if a dog eats a weird thing, like they'll sometimes have diarrhea or... Hops with their sensitive stomach. The weird thing could be anything. Anything, yeah. Hops has a really sensitive system. And uh, so you don't have to wash the whole rug for that because it doesn't soak in. You can use... But the spot bot's really good at like, okay, we're going to wash the spot where that happened yep. um and the spot bot like if you you know especially if you have a puppy right because they don't pee big volumes normally they just pee a little bit um if and if you're watching them if you're housebreaking correctly you should see them basically all the time and if they do manage to have an accident the spot bot if you put it down right away will clean the pee up so your carpet doesn't so the smell doesn't stay it is the only thing i found that does that like we i have a like deep cleaning carpet shampoo or like the big machine almost steamer thing yeah Yeah. i have one of those that doesn't get it up as well as the spot bot does because the spot bot has a brush like has a circular brush that rotates it'll like get the cleaner in there and then it yeah and it sucks it out really well shoots water and sucks it out it really is a and it's a robot so you just put it on there and forget yeah none of this is sponsored by the way this is just like stuff that we've figured out um but yeah, so the the spot bot, like if you have a puppy, everybody I know who gets a puppy, I'm like, you have to get a spot bot because yep. it will save your rugs. Otherwise, I mean, there were times with like all of our dogs we got as puppies where I was like, everything smells like pee. Like I'm so tired of everything smelling like pee. Mostly with Vank. Um, Hobbs was like that too. Hobbs had yeah. intestinal with the bully sticks. She was like intestinal. She had a lot of diarrhea, but even just the peeing, just the house breaking. Yeah. Um, the spot bot will get the pee out. And if, you know, if you're watching them closely, you'll see it right away and you can just put it down and it doesn't take with the dogs. Now it takes a long time because they can pee a large volume, but puppies can't. And so the spot bot's good, but it's still use. We use it all the time now. And we use like the nature's miracle yeah. that has like the enzyme stuff in it. We use, they make a carpet shampoo. And so we use nature's miracle carpet shampoo with the spot bot. It's supposed to miraculously vanish the pee. You know, we, somebody had an accident in the keys shortly before we left in january you were still there so it was like the end of january somebody peed on the rug in the dining room Uh and we've got these big kind of natural fiber woven rugs there and we don't have a spot bot there and i was like what well all right like let's get some nature's miracle i like went to the pet supermarket and i bought a jug of it and i soaked it with that and then when we left so we both drove home and then i was i went back like 10 days later but I had soaked the carpet with that and then I had put some stuff under it to kind of hold it up just to let it dry. It worked. Yeah. Like leaving it for 10 days, it worked. It doesn't always like, and especially if it dries, if the pee dries, there's absolutely nothing you can do, but uh, it did help with that. Like it does break the stuff down. Yeah, and frankly, I mean, not to get too scientific, it depends a little bit on the pee. Was it concentrated? Was it, you know, like watery? Was it? There are some toxic peas in there. Yeah, nothing yeah, you can do. nothing you can do. So uh, there you go. Not stuff we normally talk about, but frankly, if you have a dog, it's stuff you need to know. The struggle is real. It's so real. So that's our setup. Regular vacuum, we have the Hoover pet hair eraser, which seems, or I'm sorry, the Bissell Biss- pet hair eraser. Seems to work pretty well. Eraser. Turbo, I'm reading it. Yep. It's turbo. <laughs> I think it's the Roomba like E2. It's like whatever the cheapest one is that has the most functionality. Oh, the Roomba. I thought you were talking about the Bissell. Oh, yeah, the Bissell pet hair eraser the Roomba whatever kind of the base model is that isn't missing some major functionality <laughs> it doesn't have like the uh, bin emptier it does not like it wi-fi a, capable it's it just up too yeah the basic one <laughs> uh 
uh, we have two rug bowls for the living room. Yeah, nature's miracle. And you've never had a pet Bissell, a uh, pet uh, Roomba or anything like that. I did, and I killed them all. So you had the pet model, which is supposed to be like heavy duty. It was a know. while ago, though. Like they don't oh. have that pet model anymore, and the problem was that it would wind the hair up on the like edges yeah. of the brushes, and then they would get. Uh, like locked in so they couldn't spin anymore and it would strip out the housings and they have they've made big adjustments to that now so the hair will sometimes wind around there but it's basically like the brush part is like a rubber thing and then there's just kind of a tunnel there's a big hollow space way deep in there between like the middle part that spins in the housing mm. and the outer part that does the rubbing. So you can pull a ton of hair in there and it doesn't lock it up like that. So they've made a lot of it's been probably 10 years since I had a Roomba. But that's a regular Roomba even does that, not, yeah. not, not the pet one. Yep. Yeah, so they've, uh, I don't think they've got one that's just called, like, pet now. Mm. I used to have the pet ones, and I killed them, and um, this is much improved. Yeah, from the this last is what ones. happens with rotating brushes with bissels and others, too, right? The pet hairs wrap around, and then you get this, like, just tough, yeah. wiry resistance for the rotating brush, and it... And it invariably freezes at some point yeah the this this one and a bunch of the other like stand-up vacuums i was looking at have brushes that are designed so nothing gets stuck wrapped around them and they that seems to work pretty well better than the old one good work cleaning engineers yep so there you go there's some house cleaning stuff logistics indeed um you have a german word of the week for us yeah i don't think i've said this before hundelipaba Dog, dog lo- love haver? Dog lover, yeah. Dog lover. Liebhaber. This is why German is not a romantic language, right? I mean... Love haver. Yeah, Liebhaber. <laughs> not, like, not like amore in Italian or amour or lover. It's Liebhaber. <laughs> Just adding to the... <laughs> ich bin ein Hundeliebhaber. <laughs> yeah, ein Hundeliebhaber, yeah. Yeah, this is, nice. this is why love songs are not... Or in English and not in German, yeah. That's funny. Uh, okay, so we've got some good uh, conch life stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's one. Uh, okay, so there's this. In Florida, there are the villages, which if you've seen Over the Hedge, which Dear Dad reminded me was the name of the movie, uh, that animated movie with the animals that are sort of like breaking into the suburbs and there's like a crazy HOA. This is like what the villages are. HOA is Homeowners homeowner's Association. Association. I would never live somewhere with a homeowner's association. It is hard to find a place these days that does not have a homeowner's association, by the way. Neither neither of our houses up here nor our house in Florida has one. Correct. Um, But a lot of Florida is developments and they have homeowner's associations. And and most of the suburbs around D.C. have the newer ones, right? 80s, Ford, have homeowner's associations, which are you have to sign on to them when you buy the house. And it's like legally a problem you you sign some contract saying i will abide by all yeah. the rules and the rules are your lawn can, literally your lawn cannot be longer than three inches you cannot put flags on your property with that are not approved. no basketball hoops can't no lawn equipment paint your in the fence yard. can't build a fence let alone build a fence but you can't paint your fence a color that's can't paint your house a certain color yeah there's usually yes. approved colors and and this is always it always human nature being what it is leads to people People who want to be on the board of the homeowners association are the people you don't want <laughs> on the board because they really want that power. It's, so uh, I once said this to a guy I worked with, where I was like, I I could never buy a house with an HOA. Like the people on those HOA boards are just crazy. And he was like, I'm the president of our HOA. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that's <laughs> such a social thing, faux pas. Yeah. So anyway, so the villages. But was are, he the kind of person? Was he that kind of person? I, I can't tell. Well, he was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the villages are in Florida, and they are they are like this over-the-hedge kind of suburban place. And so uh, this story, so this is not a conclave story, but someone sent it to me, and it was too good to skip because the headline is, Naked Woman Accused of Biting Two Men During Nasty Spat in the Villages. <laughs> so I'm not going to read the whole story because we got some good conk ones, but basically this lady bites one dude on the nose, the other dude on the chest, 
She's naked. I was going to say, that, <laughs> she's that naked. you buried the lead, yeah. Uh, well, it's in. I read the headline, naked yeah, woman yeah. accused she's, of biting two men. She's naked and biting. So one dude's in his car outside the house. She goes to the car, bites him on the nose. <laughs> the other dude is like trying to keep her from going out to bite the dude in the truck. And she bit him on the chest, like right under the collarbone. <sighs> Uh, she says the argument started when all three of them were in the bedroom together and she has a different story, but it doesn't seem to line up with their stories. But they, they weren't naked. I think at least not in the story. This could be like sexism and journalism. Like they, none of their nakedness is attested to though. They could have, I mean, as they started moving out of the bedroom, they could have put some clothes on. I mean, it's weird that she's naked in the bedroom and neither of them are. That's one of the weird things about the story, yeah. It's a very weird story. But anyway. Uh, naked and bitey. Don't bite people unless they ask you to. Don't That's go outside naked. Yeah, don't live in the villages is a a good one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so this is a story that I've been waiting to tell you for a week, which is man arrested after throwing woman into canal, which frankly <laughs> drops the more interesting part of the story. Um, so this is a guy in Big Cop at Key, which is down like around mile marker 10, 10 miles outside of Key West. He got arrested because he beat up this woman, his girlfriend slash wife, with a conch shell. Such a conch life story. So big giant conch shell. They're spiky on one side. They're spiky on most sides. So he beats her in the head with a conch shell and then picks her up and throws her into the canal. Uh, the neighbor hears this big sploosh, so comes out and sees the woman in there, helps her out of the water. She's like bleeding from her head because Uh, he hit her in the head with the conch shell. Uh, so they call the cops, right? The neighbor calls the cops and the cops show up and they go into the house and the dude who beat her with the conch shell is asleep. So basically he beats her with the conch shell, throws her in the canal, walks inside, takes a nap. What a jerk. They did find a whole bunch of Xanax with him. So he maybe I, I, was on some. Maybe he took some after he threw it in the river so he could sleep. I mean, I'm thinking it Canal. takes longer to kick in than that. The whole that thing. Is... It doesn't. I'm sorry. Drugs do not excuse this behavior. Don't, oh, no. Don't throw anyone in a freaking canal. Don't hit it. Don't beat people with conch shells. Conch shells. Even a, if you live in the Conch Republic. They're big, spiky, spiky shells. Oh, yeah, they are. It's like a spiky rock. You're hitting someone with a spiky rock. Yeah. Uh, and then one other story. So I was looking for stories for our murder podcast, which Murders in Paradise, if you don't subscribe, which is about murders in the Florida Keys. And uh, so I've been looking. Mostly murders. We did an attempted murder this week. Yes. Um, but whatever. It's fine. Jir <laughs> <laughs> does the lawyer. So he's like, they're not um, all technically murders. You make the rules, I guess. <laughs> attempted murders. Murders in adjacent crimes in, in paradise. Adjacent crimes. That's good. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I mean, we're on epi- We recorded episode seven tonight, so we're pretty early in it. But the Florida uh, Keys, there's not that many murders there, and so I was kind of worried. I'm like, man, what if I, you know, we do like a year of this, and then I just run out of murders, and so. And I pointed out that people will keep murdering. It's fine. They'll yeah. make more. They don't murder every week, though. Well, is the they thing. Can, if they put their minds to it. <laughs> Please don't do that, everyone. I would like the keys <laughs> to remain relatively murder-free. Uh, anyway, I found a great archive, and now I have tons of murders going back, you know, decades. So we're, we're good for quite a while. But <laughs> in my search for, like, crimes, murders and attempted murders to add to my list, um, I came across an article on the Smoking Gun, such a good website. Um which is a keys crime though not a murder which is what we're talking about on this podcast so it wasn't good enough for the podcast but it's good enough for you all it's not murder adjacent enough it's for the murders for practice. you all <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a taste of the keys it is very much in line with our themes probably was on conch life at the time probably so um Yes, March 17th, an Ohio woman vacationing with her husband in Florida was arrested after she bit him while they were having sex in a Key West hotel. Police report. Jennifer Hickman, a 42-year-old dental hygienist, (laughs) was arrested for battery because during sex with her husband, Eric, who's an orthodontist... So... The bad news is her teeth were really good for biting him. Yep, she bit him. So they were, according to the husband, quote, drinking alcoholic beverages, you close don't quote, say. near the pool. And then they, quote, decided to go up to the room to have sex, close quote. 
All right, so they get drunk. They're like, let's go up to the room and have sex. And then while they're having sex, she bit him on his forearm. He screamed. They were like having a fight. So like the... Wait, is that the order? Or were they fighting and then she bit him? It says, while they were having sex, she bit him. And then she accused him of using her. So maybe he like wasn't paying enough attention to her needs and she got pissed off interesting in flagrante is that the term yeah, that's what they said right yeah in flagrante yeah they said I, while they were trysting is what the article uh, says in flagrante is in doing it yeah in, in so the act yeah. they're in the act she bites him and then starts screaming and says that he's using her so um they're drunk i mean you know the police reports may not do the romantic intricacies <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, let me service. add to the romantic intricacy because <laughs> when the cops showed up, oh, this is not romantic. No, her son <sighs> tried to keep the cops from getting in to the room where they were having sex. The son it, is not aged in his article. No, it says that the son's age is not reported, so he could be five, he could be 25. All we know is that he was hanging out in the hotel room where his mom and mom's husband were having sex with each but other. Both would be really kind of sad. In different ways. Yeah. Uh, so so there are some intricacies. It is bad. She did bite him. They noted in the report that he had a bite mark on his arm. And then so they take her to jail. She was intoxicated. And while she was in the... <laughs> uh, Alright. It's not better having it in the earphones. <laughs> Our groceries just got delivered. You don't say. Um, good job, Ink. You're a good car dog. Our microphones pick up all the sounds much louder in the headphones than they are in real life. So that was a very startling um, thing you just did there, Vink. Yeah. Have, has anyone ever seen Das Boot? There's a whole thing where the sonar operator has got his headphones on. And then he's like, he's going ping, ping. And then the depth charges start. And then like... Like, he, yeah. he takes his earphones off really fast. Yeah. It's really loud. It's like you, Vink. You're like a depth charge. You are like a depth charge. All right, so anyway, uh, she bites him. The cops come. They do eventually get in. And uh, when she's in the car, she says, I'm going to fucking kill him. And she continued yelling and screaming the entire ride out to the jail. So. Not, Yeah. Un- unresolved drunk. business. She was very drunk. He's uh, the orthodontist. She's the dental hygienist. Yes. And it's taste of the keys <laughs> means biting people. I mean, as I've said before, I keep thinking we're going to run out of biting stories, but no. Holy cow. People bite people each other all the time, it? apparently. It's like taste of the people of the keys is yeah. what it should be called. <laughs> so, uh, and anyway, the smoking gun has a picture, like their wedding picture included. We should call it take a bite out of no, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> they also have a little like cartoon picture of a tooth holding a toothbrush, which is a nice <laughs> little touch. So I'll link that in the description. But yeah. uh, so there you go. Man beats woman with conch shell and throws her into canal. Tourist bites husband while they're having sex in a Key West hotel. We, we're real deep in the depths of key stories here. Bitey, bitey key stories. So always brush your teeth so you don't get, you know, people don't get infections if you bite them. Floss every day. I just watched a forensic files where the dude got caught um, because his hand got infected after he punched the victim in the mouth oh. and he had to go to the hospital. He almost died from the infection. Good. And the surgeon who was like operating on him uh, was like especially interested in like bite. He was a hand surgeon mm. and there's a really particular kind of infection that you get when you punch someone in the mouth huh. because they're like the there's a particular kind of bacteria on teeth and if it gets into like the joint it causes this infection you don't get any other wow. way. So this was like a thing he was super interested in. He ends up operating on this guy who says, No, no, I just cut it on a dumpster and the surgeon's like, This is hundred percent like a bite a mouth wound. infection. And so he took all these pictures and stuff because oh, he's like, nice. I'm gonna use this in class to show my students like oh, the classic thing. Yeah. Um and uh and so this guy like after he had that done, they had all this great documentation and they ended up linking him to the murder, I think by doing like a mitochondrial DNA test on the bacteria Jeez. that was found in the wound. Like it was one of these crazy forensic things. Wow. And it's cause like this, he just happened to get pa- paired with the surgeon who was like on rotation, who was like way into like bite wounds on hands or like 
you know, mouth wounds on hands and had like all this amazing stuff that he took. So since it's a dog podcast, they always do say dogs mouths are cleaner than human mouths. Yeah. If you punch a person in the mouth and it breaks the skin, you can die from that infection. You can maybe lose your hand and you maybe will die. Like, I mean, really conversely, if you bite someone and break the skin, that could give a nasty infection, right? Yeah. I think the hand is worse, though, because it kind of gets, uh-huh. it. the hand will, like, seal up over it, and Ooh. then the infection gets in there. It's a really great, like, classic forensic files. Um, but a dog, you know, mouth is cleaner, which I, I rely on every time Mank tries to put her tongue up my nose and in my <laughs> mouth. I think it's Mink. cleaner. It's oh, cleaner. Mink. It's fine. Uh, so let's see. Audible is our actual sponsor. You wouldn't think that from this podcast. Cause, whoa. Okay. So, okay. Um, audibletrial.com plus the golden ratio. Yep. I'm still listening to that Robert Galbraith book, which I'm very much enjoying the JK Rowling detective novel. Well, I'm sure they have into thin air, which might be topical now that all these people are on Mount Everest, like standing in line, oh dying up there. That picture is crazy. It's I was telling Jared Adam, like it's like waiting in line for a Disney roller coaster, except the longer you have to wait, the more like you are to die. It's five miles up. It's crazy. Yeah, I think what did they say? Ten people have died so far. Ten people died today. Yeah, well, waiting yeah. in line. It's it's called the death zone for a reason. I you it's know so, like summiting Everest. Shouldn't be, I waited in line with like 200 <laughs> other people to like stand up there for a minute and then work my way down. My like, Sherpa made sure I got up there. I mean, that's really what it is. You've Those got this poor like dudes, the local guys are just so tough and so good. Yeah. No, in your mind, it's like, I'm all alone on top of this mountain, maybe with the three people I summited with. No, you are just with lines of like rich yuppies from around the world who want to have a good cocktail party one, story. One dude who died was like, I, he was doing the seven summits. He was trying to get one summit in every continent. Yeah. So that was his one of his things. He's like, I, I want to do all seven. It's like, what, what do you mean you want to do? What, you're not entitled to do all This is not a thing you're ever entitled to in your life. If you do it, you should die happy. But you should never be like, I'm going to push my way to the front of the line so I can do the seventh summit or something. Yeah. Come on. It's, ugh. Yeah, Into Thin Air. Good, <laughs> good one. John Krakauer. Great okay. book. Great book. All right, so there you go, everybody. Uh, until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, and even then, brush your teeth. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.